0: Hi, I'm Beth Kuehl, your Executive Career Coach and host of Breakthroughs, Smart Strategies for Business and Career Growth. Today, I have Andrew Civilly as my guest. He's the co-founder and CEO of eLearning Brothers. Andrew has 20 years of experience in the learning technology space, one that's really exploding now in the pandemic. It includes all aspects of course design and development, as well as leading learning and development teams for financial institutions such as J.P. Morgan Chase and Zions Bank. Andrew holds a master's degree in computer education and cognitive systems. Led by Andrew, eLearning Brothers has established an industry-leading brand and been featured in the Inc. 5000 for six consecutive years. An interesting entrepreneur and a most interesting business. Welcome, Andrew. It's great to have you on my show. Hey, hello, Beth. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I'm really intrigued by your business, E-Learning. Because it's one of those businesses that's truly growing now. Could you unpack it a little bit? What is e-learning?
1: Yeah, so e-learning brothers is a full e-learning solutions business, and what I mean by that is, if your company is trying to get online learning, if you're trying to build the content, find the content, and then put that online and deliver that to your employees, that's the uh, the problem we're trying to solve. So we're basically trying to help companies get into this digital learning space have lots of different types of engaging content and then figure out how do I get that effectively out to my employees and how do I track that so who are your
0: main customers
1: so i say we have two main customers we have the employee at a at a corporation that is hired to build learning content that employee could use our software to build that those courses and that content so that's a big customer of ours and then the other customer would be really the employees of companies so the those companies that hire us to build their learning content and then, uh, and go out and train their employees.
0: If you were to attribute one factor to your success, what would that be?
1: The old phrase about getting the right people on the bus and all of that. It's for me, it's been very true. And, um, you know, in Jim Collins book, you know, good to great, it talks a lot about getting the right people on the bus. Well, I will actually put people on the bus and, not even know where what seat I want them to be in yet. Because there's certain people I meet that have one in part, you know, one person in particular I'm thinking of here put a drip campaign on me, right? For many, for years and just kept, kept touching base with me and saying, hey, I really like this. I like this part of your business. Can we have lunch? Have you thought about this? And I didn't need that person yet. And then at a certain point I'm like, wait a minute. I need this person or another another person I came across that worked for me for for free for months because they said, I just want to be part of this. I can't stop thinking about it. And that happens a lot. And, and other people, I just, I say, look, I just need you. I need you to be here. I don't know what I need you for exactly yet, but you are the type of person that we need and I'm going to figure it out soon. And so, I mean, that's, that's speaking to the type of person that authentic person that is passionate, that cares and that is going to make things happen. That's, that's who we need.
0: And, and, and you make the opportunity yeah. happen for them. I love, well, they make the opportunity happen for themselves by being genuine uh-huh. and really, that persistence and grit pays yep. off, folks. Um, you've heard it here from <laughs> Andrew Sibley. So when you're looking to hire people to join you in the C-suite, in addition to authenticity, what other trait would you look for that you would think would be super important for them to have for your sake, but also that would enable them to thrive at your organization?
1: The people that thrive in my, the ones that I hire my executive team or are just really leaders in my company are ones that I trust. And I I would say trusting in two different ways. Trust that they are loyal and dedicated and they really are doing what they say they're going to do. That integrity piece. Um, People that I trust have got my back and believe in the vision and believe in our employees. So there's that kind of trust. And that's the first thing I would look for. The other piece are people that I trust are competent. And it's, it's secondary to the integrity piece. Um, do I believe they can actually do what they say they can do? And um, so trust is a massive piece of, of what I look for when I hire key individuals. The, the other piece is really around being genuine and authentic and not, not selling themselves too much. I want to really know what you know, right? What can you truly do? who are you really? And please don't be disingenuous. I mean, just be be genuine with (laughs) me because we all can see through it. And if we don't now, we're going to see it through it tomorrow. Just be real. So I I want individuals Mm -hmm. that are real, that are genuine
0: and that I can Mm -hmm. trust. Speaking to Andrew's point about trust, here's a few questions you can ask yourself. Why is it that I'm the right fit? How can I showcase that in a genuine, authentic way? Well, ask yourself, What do I know about them that's distinctive and why does it even matter to me? What's special about their product or service that aligns with my interests, with my values and with my objectives? Why would I want to come there and apply my talents to become a top contributor? You know, think about it in terms of a story, if you in the past have worked for someone where you've honed skills that can make a difference for these people, let them know that. If you in the past have been a frugal innovator, we won't come in and say, oh, I'm a frugal innovator, of course, but you would know the concept, which I share with my own clients, that is really about how have you in the past saved your owner money or made your owner money? Who wouldn't want someone like that? Ask yourself, when did I do this? And be very specific in your narrative of how you did this and why you'd wanna bring those skills to this prospective employer. Believe me, when you do that, you will become more memorable because who wouldn't wanna hire someone that genuinely wants to have their back, especially now during a pandemic, but really anytime. But when there's a crisis, who are you gonna go to? You're going to go to the person you trust and the person who's most enthused about what you're doing and that is desirous of going the extra mile for you. That's the kind of person you'd want to have on board, right? So be that person, but be genuine about it. Ultimately, it's not a game. It's really about doing your research and knowing, hey, I really am the right fit, and here's why. And then one more piece of advice for management and leadership who are sincere about wanting to engage and retain your best people. I have a really simple strategy. Just pick up the phone and call each person on your team and ask, how are you? How are you doing? Can I offer some help? Is there some area that you could benefit from uh, some additional support? And when we do that and we follow through, we develop psychological safety and we create a culture where people feel they are able to be a little bit vulnerable and express where they might be lacking so they can thrive and become masterful. And every person wants to become masterful. If they're there because they want to contribute and they know that they've chosen the right place, you're making a huge difference in their lives by asking, how are you doing? How can I help? And then following through with providing that support that they've requested. It's a reciprocal relationship. If we want our people to be genuine and we want them to contribute their best work, The best thing we have, and this is an opportunity during COVID, is to reach out and show an interest in them, a genuine interest in them and their ability to thrive at work. And when we help them and set them up for success, they'll remember that because people really appreciate it when they're in an environment where someone else is helping them thrive. That sense of connection that you'll develop is a real alliance. So it's an alliance that starts with the employer, giving and offering the right support and coming from the employee who genuinely wants that job. And when that happens, that's the sweet spot. That's when there's real success in an organization. And I can assure you that when the pandemic lifts, when you call someone personally and ask them, how are you doing and what can I do to help? And even if you say, you know what? Maybe you can't think of what you need right now. Get back to me because I really value our relationship and it's my job to help you thrive here. So I want to know what I could do to help you. When we do that and we follow through, of course, that's the most important thing is to follow through when we offer support, we're going to develop loyalty in each of those people that we do that with, and we'll have a much better chance when the pandemic lifts of having our top contributors really wanting to stay and to desire to give back and make a positive difference for our firm, well worth the time and the effort and a simple strategy. Just calling, how can I help, is gonna make a huge difference.
1: When you're filling key roles in your business, a lot of times those jobs aren't getting posted, right? It's when you're looking to fill key mm-hmm. positions, you've been networking for years and you've been building relationships for years and you're, you probably know that you, you need in these key positions, just a matter of timing. And so when I needed a CFO, I had already built that relationship. When I needed a chief product officer, I had already built that relationship, you know? So it's,
0: these are, these are relationships that take a while. So you need to invest some time. Right. Right. And relationships are really critically yep. important in business. So I'm glad you emphasized that point. Uh, thanks for bringing that out. And, you know, the last question I have well, you know, I guess t- two last questions. How do you attract the best talent to your organization and how do you keep them?
1: So, attracting talent, you know, a lot of, I guess, a, a big piece of our attraction is our brand. And so, if you're in the industry, you've probably heard of our brand. And so through, through conferences or whatever it might be. So a lot of people that we bring on board here, they're like, wow, we've seen you here or we've seen you there. Or I've heard this piece or I, I've, ran, I've run into this or I talked to your people over here. So a good, strong brand will attract the people that are interested in that. And it will attract the people that are passionate about it. And there's, there's a phrase I love from a company called the Star Conspiracy where they talk about flying your freak flag. And what they're referring to is fly your brand, your freak flag and say, this is who we are. This is what we do. This is what we aspire, you know, to do for customers and to be and fly it high and don't be ashamed of it. And you will attract the people that, that like that, right. That are attracted to that. And so that's what, you know, some of our, some of our employees were our customers too. And so go out there with your brand and they will, they will come if they like it. And those are the ones you want anyway. And to keep them, Everyone wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Give them a purpose, a rally call. This is what we want to be. This is our vision. Who's in it? You know, who's, who's, who's with me? Who wants to do this? And I've had many conversations where it's like, look, if you don't believe in the vision, that's okay. We can still be friends, but you need to leave. No big deal. But, you know, <laughs> I'll, still, I'll still talk to you.
0: Yeah, Andrew, but I think for those who are applying for a job, it seems that it would make sense, again, to go back to making sure that you're the right fit. Why do you want this position? Why do you want that company? Know ahead of time what excites you about their brand, and if you do that ahead of time, Will it be able to avoid this conflict where you know you're on the bus, as you say, but we're really not the right fit and waste time for both the employer, but also, most importantly, you waste your own life because you're working somewhere where you really could have found out potentially initially before? you know, being uh, in a position where you're just uninspired and you don't want to contribute and the employer is also, um, you know, taking a risk perhaps and then disappointed. So it's a winning situation when we do our research ahead of time so we know why we want that position and it's genuine. What's your best career advice for an aspiring entrepreneur? People starting a company or,
1: or entrepreneurs, again, Beth, I do go back to be you because so many people fake with the investors. I got to be the serial entrepreneur. And I think I have to look like this, act like this, be like this. You're going to fail. And there are posers out there that run businesses that because they're not being genuine with anyone, everyone smells it. And I think the other piece is everyone has some type of feeling that maybe they're not adequate and that's okay. However, you need to find a vision that you can believe in and say, you know what? This is my vision. And and you're going to be wrong. (laughs) It just will happen. Run with your vision and say, hey, this is my vision, everyone. And here's what we're going to do. And as it changes, that's okay. Change your vision. But don't be wishy-washy with your vision. Set a vision and then adapt as
0: needed. That's much better than being wishy-washy and saying, oh, I think it's going to be this. Interesting. So what's your leadership strategy for engaging and retaining top talent?
1: I try to have a personal relationship with a with a lot of our employees. And so, and again, it was easier when we were smaller, right? It's, you know, when you're five people, I see them every day, we're interacting in the same room. Um, It's getting harder, the bigger we get. And it's been, it's been really hard with the pandemic because, you know, we picked up, we went from, you know, 50 ish, 60 ish employees. And now we're at almost a hundred. We have more acquisitions coming and I haven't been able to see a lot of employees face to face. So, but we do try to communicate a lot Um, during the initial integration of the companies, we were meeting every week and then biweekly. And then we have a a monthly meeting now where we get on Zoom and and talk to everyone. And I think just being really open and honest and transparent, saying, hey, this is where we're at, everyone. And just Mm -hmm. communicating a lot. I think that helps people feel like they're, again, part of it and that they know what's in my head.
0: Great. And is there anything else?
1: Being collaborative. I I don't ever just say, hey guys, this is what we're doing. No, I try to be very collaborative because they're all smarter than I am. It's like, right, that's my, my one talent is to hire really talented people that are better than me. So it's like, great, then ah, you great. could all, you're all super talented, so why in the world would I ever try to make decisions without you?
0: Andrew, I think it's great that you have transparency throughout your firm, that you have people informed knowing what's going on behind the scenes, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that you also have consistent ongoing communication with your people to try to help them feel included. So it's clear when you're picking the best people or looking for the best people, you're really looking for people whose values and interests align with yours, who are you know, genuinely inspired and excited about what you're doing. And they show it by not just saying that, but they show by their genuine interest. They might be cocking you for a job because they really know what distinguishes you from the competition and what makes your brand special. But also it goes two ways. It goes to the other side is, you know, when you get those people, how do we make sure that, that we keep them? You know, you talk about transparency and you talk about communication, asking people how they help and following through with it. So it's got to be a two-way street. And that being said, it leads to the next question, which is what would be the, the values that you're most proud of or your accomplishments um, that you're most proud of with your organization?
1: You know, I think it's amazing that we've lasted over 10 years. Um, you know, when, when my brother and I first got started, we had no idea how to run a business. Um, we we didn't know what digital marketing was. There were a lot of things we didn't know. And, you know, I never thought it would be this big. I mean, we just kind of got started and said, hey, let's do this. And, um, you know, there's some circumstances that kind of drove us in that direction. And um, I love the idea that eLearning Brothers is, is such a, a good brand now. And it's supported so many people through the years and that it's one of these companies that can really be here for a long time and has a bright future. I, I love that idea and, and the idea that there are so many good people here that have learned a ton, that have had a, a really good experience, and have been able to you know take care of their families along the way. Um, I would hope that people would remember the friendships here and the things they've learned and that they've become better people. I do care about people, and I, and I try to balance the the business needs, with the personal needs, because the business is also a living organism too, right? It has needs.
0: So to summarize, there's a lot we can learn from businesses that are thriving during the pandemic. Case in point, e-learning. For one thing, leadership has to be clear that employees come first. They are leaders and management's most important resource, and they need to recognize that each person's contribution matters and that there's a huge benefit to the organization when you show transparency, and when you regularly communicate with your people. As far as a strategy for bringing in the right people, Andrew Civilly offers sound advice. Find people who are authentic and are genuinely interested in your product or service offering. I emphasize in my coaching practice with every client that it's critically important to know that there's always gonna be a balance of hard and soft skills for every job in every industry. For employees, you must know what the hard skills are That are the baseline to help you get your foot in the door but that will just be the baseline in order to differentiate yourself from your competition it's important to know what the soft skills are what are those positive character traits that behavioral science research actually shows employers are looking for industry-wide in this episode we named a few positive character traits we focused on being trustworthy authentic and having integrity if you say you're passionate about the job Like Andrew said, make sure you don't just share things that anyone can find out, perhaps on their website. Do that extra homework and discover what really makes that organization unique. How does your professional story attach to their objectives? A professional coach can help you prepare your narrative so it's compelling and it shows why you're the right fit and clearly states your transferable skills that will be relevant and useful to that prospective employer. When I asked Andrew how he attracts the best people, he gave a valuable insight for prospective new hires seeking employment. Andrew emphasizes that he places more emphasis on finding those people again who are genuinely excited about what his company is doing. These people show their excitement by wanting to volunteer or continually hocking him just to meet for lunch or to offer up ideas that could be helpful to the firm. And from my experience from talking with hundreds of executives, they want to see that kind of energy and they're looking for that for people who are genuinely excited about their product or service. Now, that being said, the hard skills are critical. The core competencies that you bring shouldn't be ignored. That's actually critical and they have gotta be on your resume or it will certainly fall through the black hole. But not sufficient to make an employee an ideal candidate. The ideal candidate comes with knowing both the hard skills that are critical, that will get your foot in the door, and the positive character traits that will balance them off, that will showcase you have that emotional intelligence, that you have the owner's back during a crisis, and that you'll do everything possible to help save the owner money or make the owner money, of course, legally in a way that would be suitable for that environment. So there are two sides to the coin here for a true alliance. If you're on the side of seeking employment, Make sure you do your research and know why you're the right fit for that particular company and for that particular role. Know what makes them special, what their core challenges are, and what their mission is so you can explain in a succinct fashion how you could apply your specific transferable skills to help them solve their toughest challenges. And for leadership, it's clear that if you want to keep those people, those that are actually genuinely interested in helping your organization achieve success, that you do everything you can to create a psychologically safe culture. Do that by asking people how they're doing and sincerely following through with giving them the support that they need. Help them feel comfortable asking for support. Find out what that support is and then follow through providing that enrichment. When both the employee and employer are mutually invested in other success, an alliance is built. This alliance serves to strengthen both the employer and the employee. Ultimately, it helps build a sustainable relationship. Here is when people feel motivated to come to work and give their very best. And the organization, of course, reaps the benefit in terms of increased innovation and profitability. If you're interested in getting more support or guidance on how you can build a psychologically safe culture and attract, engage, and retain your top talent, as well as for strategies to improve your leadership style, reach out to me on LinkedIn for coaching. There's no better time than now to focus on learning. Carpe diem, seize the day.